Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Uh, this is episode 90. Uh, we're going to talk current events and we're going to shoot the shit. Sorry if I sound tired. I just got back from Vegas and I'm fucking just absolutely drained. Have you guys, you guys have been, haven't you? Uh, I've been to Vegas. Um, I've been over Halloween, which was pretty impressive because I've never seen like so many like nurses. Um, actual nurses? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like yeah. actual nurses, like Disney princesses that were very, very attractive. Real Disney so, princesses? Yeah. Yes. So, so that's uh, one of the few times I've been out in Vegas. I've never been in Vegas like as a, like a party scene or anything. It was always like for racing or something like that. Yep. Yeah, for me, it's like I was on a, like a layover flight after a bachelor party, and I just went out and strip. I got myself food and then went back to the airport. Mm. So I'm going for the first time in July, so that should be fun. Yeah. I feel like Sal's going to have some great Instagram stories for when he's in Vegas of just like... <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. Because that's it. what it was out there. It's like I got in Thursday night, and it I dropped my bags, and it was immediately to a club. We were out until like 3 o'clock in the morning, woke up at 7, golfed all day, went to the pool bar, went to dinner, went to another club. We're out till like 4 a.m. again, woke up, another pool party with a DJ. And then I actually, we went to dinner, and then I did the flight. My flight was 5.25 a.m. on Sunday. Ooh. So I literally went from the club to the airport um, and then just slept on the ride home, which wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. But... I feel like I'm just, my body's catching up from that for sure. Yeah, me on the other hand, I'm going to my five-year-old's preschool graduation and Matt's partying out in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are not the same. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you guys got going on in life or you guys want to hop into topics? What do you got? Uh, I mean, pretty chill week for me. I mean, I'm going to New Orleans for the first time tomorrow. So yeah, I'll be driving down there. And then yesterday, watched the Blues game against Colorado. Bennington had an amazing performance with 51 saves, but we ended up losing in overtime 3-2. to Yeah, so I, I guess I will touch on this. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into it, but it's actually going to eventually, like our next episode, which is getting the most out of your employees, it's going to transition pretty nice with that. I've had a fuck of a month. Um, what turned into a pretty bad month went to an absolute shit month oh. in terms of business. And then one of the one of the people on my team has been struggling a little bit in terms of like whatever. And so trying to figure out how I can like maximize his potential. And then another one who's been like my rock, uh, she's fucking solid, just great at what she does. And I've got, I have been maximizing her potential, uh, just put in her two week notice. Oh. And man. so a lot of lot of change happening in the business. But we won't, like I said, we'll we'll wait to to get a little bit into that because I, I'm gonna talk on uh on the next episode, but otherwise, I really got nothing else unless you guys want to start hopping into some of the current events topics. So I have something that's sort of exciting. Uh, today, I went and walked a property that I've been kind of had my eye on for a little bit, met with the realtor, met with the property owner. Um, everything's looking pretty pretty good. Like I'm probably going to put an offer in on it. I'm not sure how quickly I'm going to build because there's not a building on the property. Uh, I, I talked to a developer friend of mine. He said, man, if you could wait like another mm. year till next June or July, you could build pretty cheap, but I just don't have time to wait. So um, it's like a weird moment of like fear and excitement of like, okay, am I going to do this? Am I not going to do it? But uh, it, it trends, it's trending towards I'm probably going to put an offer on a property here pretty soon. So it's it's funny you actually um, mentioned that. Yeah, I guess I I didn't even think to talk about this. It's 
uh, the the ball is rolling a little bit more for me on the real estate side. So three sectors that I'm going to be, I guess, focusing on in terms of real estate are going to be just building a rental real estate portfolio, which is like the really long term, right? You're you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna become financially free real quick doing that stuff. Um, and then the other one is going to be, I do want to look into fix and flip, which is like midterm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you find the place, fix it up, flip it, you will make a profit. And then I do want to look into the short term, which is wholesale. Um, I've been looking into, and you and I kind of texted about this, like I know a bunch of people that own companies that do some type of work in uh, like bettering up a home, yeah, yeah. whether it's landscaping, pool companies, um, you know, whatever, roofing plumbing, uh, which is a really good referral source for finding off-market deals. So tomorrow, uh, I'm actually going to view a first property uh, that could be, I don't know, like I I would look at it as a a long-term rental portfolio. I do the Burr method, the buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and then repeat. So yeah, uh, I've been looking, I've been looking a lot into real estate. And so that's something that I'm getting rolling to. And something current event wise that I feel like kind of associates to to what you're talking about is, you know, these inflation numbers that are hitting, um, that's putting a toll on the feds wanting to uh, raise interest rates to try and uh, to keep uh, inflation down. But then just last Friday or Thursday, Jeff Bezos uh, commented on a tweet about the disinformation board from uh, Biden saying uh, like they wanted to basically raise corporate taxes, which is going to affect some of, you know, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, you know, these guys that are worth a lot, a lot of money. Um, and Jeff Bezos just flat out and came, you need to, you know, call up your disinformation board because obviously you don't know how economics works. He goes, by doing that, you're not going to cure the inflation at all. You're actually going to hurt the people that inflation hurts the most. Yeah, well, that uh, essentially I, I saw like a short clip on it which is from some economist from a long time ago. He's like, don't let the government tell you that uh, inflation is anybody's fault besides the government. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the government controls the dollar, um, which I thought was which I thought was pretty interesting. Obviously, there are other factors to play in it, but isn't that, you know, I'm new to that um, that area. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, like I mean, the basically, the Fed the, yeah, the reason why the inflation is so high is because we printed so much money in the course of the last two years with, uh, you know, all the stimulus packages that have that have come about because of COVID. So um, obviously doing that's not going to help, which also I just saw in the news on the way down here, not to go too politics, but uh, Mitt, Mitt Romney, who kind of leans a little left on the Republican side of things, basically just said that they're throwing a bill in that is going to prevent Biden from being able to forgive any student loans, basically citing that there's so many students who either paid their loans correctly and are done with that or have gone another route in education that didn't force them to take uh, a student loan and saying that it's just completely wrong to forgive those loans of people who already accepted them. That's super interesting um, because I didn't see that. But speaking of Republicans, have you guys, the South Carolina congressman, Madison Cawthron, so the New York Times did an interview with him. I don't know if you guys saw this. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, Yeah, basically... He, they were they were like, oh, so what's it like there? You know, is it is it like uh, House of Cards, basically? And this guy, and I don't have the exact quote on here, but I was reading over it. He said, basically, Washington is full of a bunch of 60 to 70-year-old dudes who like having orgies. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> like, he was just like, he's like, literally, like, people in their 60s and 70s come up and say, like, are you going to come, um, or like, basically, are you going to come to our house for the sex party later? Oh, man. Yeah. And so, which is interesting to me. I don't know, like, what his exact role is and, like, how 
involved he is in whatever, but it's like, this dude's like 25, 26. So to me, it's because he's saying that, like he's he's obviously not attending, right? Because he wouldn't throw himself under the bus like that. So I... Yeah, and kind of a kind of a nerd, right? It's kind of a dork. Yeah, well, he's he, I think he's in a wheelchair. Um, oh, so I yeah. Okay, so I take that back. <laughs> I so it is ADA statement. accessible, but um, no. Um, I what Rich. I did also see about well, you said sixty-seven year old people. Uh, what's interesting is how why is it that the people who are running the country are at an age where like you're normally seen as unfit to hold a normal job, essentially, where you're starting to retire, starting to move on. Why are we having those people be the ones that are leading the ship? Yeah, why is it okay to be just fucking angry as shit every time you see somebody that's in their 60s or 70s driving a car? Right? Yeah. But, but you're you're just perfectly fine with it if they're going to run the country and, yeah. and go with the rules. Yeah. yeah. Um. What else do we so got? So how about to transition a little bit? Okay. Um, We'll talk about Albert Pujols, you know, St. Louis legend. He came in the other day. The Cardinals were whooping him like 15 to 2 or something, right? So they brought him in to pitch. And was it the very, very first pitch? I know it was the first batter. Just absolutely went yard on him, right? Yeah, it was like a three-run homer. And then he gave up another home run. But like that was his first time ever pitching. So that was pretty cool to watch. And he's played every position except for two now, which I'm assuming one is catcher. I don't know what the the other one is, but it's uh, funny because Longoria, who uh, he got out, I believe, right, or got a hit off of, asked for the ball from yeah, Pujols. So I think that's just hilarious, like that you got a hit off of a first baseman or DH now, who's really a nobody at this point, as as far as a current, you know, like all star, right. who you know. Hall of Famer for sure, but uh, be like, oh, I got to hit off him. I need that ball. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool to watch. Um, just like to see him, and then I think earlier that day, earlier that night, it was uh, Wainwright and Molina pitching. So they're like their streak is continuing still too. So that was pretty cool to watch too. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> did you guys see that Walmart took a huge loss in profits in Q1 earnings? Um, which is uh, super interesting to me because. I was reading through this and it was like, so Walmart took a huge loss on profits in Q1, but retail uh, in April increased for the fourth straight month. Yeah, I saw that too, that uh, retail spending was up in April, which which kind of surprises me. Um, I don't know if it's people getting uh, tax returns back, maybe, if that that helped part of it. Um, but no, I've, but it's a fourth straight month. Fourth, fourth, oh, fourth straight, straight month, month of, yeah. of increase okay, in yeah. retail. So too. that's definitely interesting. And I feel like Walmart's like, I don't know where their their loss is, if it has to be coming from their supply chain issues, if there was a time where they weren't able to keep up the supply for you know the demand that they had. Um, it's a shock to think that, that Walmart uh, went down for sure. I also just think it's, you know, Americas are, Americans are proving the stigma of us just being dumb, right? Like we're <laughs> prioritizing retail, over like actual food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had a bit, oh, I guess I will talk about this because just like the statistics are insane. So the Depp Heard thing, the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing, more people are interacting with nude article, news articles for those two on trial than abortion, inflation, Joe Biden, and Elon Musk. And because of like the news coverage of people and us and the New York Post that's doing it, their traffic just be, 
not they can't prove it just because of that, but that's the biggest thing that people are tuning into. Their traffic has jumped 9%, 16%, and 22% in the last three months. And I can literally talk to this because my wife is like fucking addicted to this this trial. And I'm like, she she tried having a conversation with me last night and I was just like, I wasn't even listening because I'm like, I really could care less what is going on with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard or Turd or whatever her name is now. But um, I think it, like it that just does go to show you like how dumb we are as Americans that like the thing that we're most wrapped around right now is two celebrities fighting over their divorce and what somebody said in a news article. Like it, <clears throat> to me, it just absolutely blows my mind. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It's like, so I'm here for the Instagram clips that I see, right? Little caption explaining what's going on. We understand in this case, Johnny Depp's a good guy. Amber Heard's the bad guy, right? So it is funny, like seeing those clips. But yeah, I, I think it's like people are wasting their time. It's turned from like that to reality TV. Yeah. You know, it's the, you know, real world, world rules. I don't even know what the fuck people were watching The Bachelor. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, just with a courtroom and actual celebrities. So, so what do you guys think about U.S. soccer agreeing for equal pay? So what exactly did it mean? Because I saw the link. I didn't, but what, like, can you define it a little bit more by equal pay, what that means? All right. So the reason why they're... I know why they're pushing for it. Like they've been pushing for it for a while. Yeah. I but mean, I'm saying, are they, are they making the exact, going to make the exact same as the men? They should. I mean, personally, I mean, if they're succeeding, winning gold medals and stuff, they should be able to get paid the same amount as the guys. The guys aren't performing well. They're not winning the gold medals. So I understand why the girls are pushing for it. Because they, I think after they won the court case, they got paid $22 million, which is what the guys are getting paid for, for the losses that they have from after winning the cup in like, what, 2012, 20. 20- Eighteen or something. So, also, what I saw is that um, a part of the agreement is U.S. Soccer will share a portion of its broadcast partner and sponsorship revenue with a fifty-fifty split uh, share that is equally divided between uh, men's and women's. So, I feel like that's probably um, that's where it's a little skewed. Like Sal said, they you know the men's team's not performing as well as the women's team is. So maybe there is more people actually watching those games. So then they are going to end up splitting that money. Um, to me, I, I go back to like the Ronda Rousey, who like is a woman who was one of the best in the UFC, who got paid very, very well. And like they asked her about like, you know, how come, you know, women aren't paid the same as men in UFC? And it's because the women don't put on the show. If you put on the show, you'll get paid. Um, so that's the way I look at it. I feel like if you're bringing the most value, if you're bringing it, that's how you should be paid. It shouldn't be just because we're both playing the same exact sport that we should get paid the same amount. Because I guarantee even though the men may not be performing as well as the women, I guarantee that stadium is packed for every men's game versus a women's game. That's that's the thing. And I, I it just, for me, it I don't know, like from a World Cup level, right? Like what type of like revenue is being brought in from each side, right? <clears throat> but at the end of the day, it's like, I know for a fact, if we're talking about just from like the professional sport level in the US, it's like any US sport you look at, it's the it's a packed house for the men, depending on the sport and the city or whatever. But like you look at the top and the top, right? Um, it's it's all about advertising dollars. You know, that's what's generating the most revenue. It's, you know, you're filling the seats. Those seats are buying the merchandise. Those seats are eating up the advertisements and then people, big advertisers are going to come in. They're going to pay a lot of, more money for that so that there's more of a budget to distribute back out. 
to the players. That's how I understand it is. And at the end of the day, it's about who's filling, like you said, who's filling the seats yeah. more. Yeah, and I think that's the same way. That's <clears throat> that's how it should be seen. But I feel like right now there's such a fight of you know what's right and what's right and what's wrong and what's wrong. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. Another thing I wanted to touch on is Elon Musk has basically come out and said this Twitter deal is on on hold. He said that the SEC report from Twitter said that there was less than five percent of uh, bots or fake accounts on Twitter. Um, Elon Musk is looking that it's anywhere from 20 to 50% of fake accounts. So, and he said basically the CEO could not, you know, provide that information to to show that it is less than 5%. It's on hold until then. Um, and then Sal also had on here that there was a Twitter employee that was recorded, which I did see a little clip of this video, uh, basically saying that they are censoring the right. So do you want to touch on that, Sal? Yeah, so there was like a undercover video of like a Twitter employee that was talking about how what Elon's trying to do is like remove the censorship of the right. Because like, let's say like there were people are getting bullied and stuff. That's technically freedom of speech, but Twitter is censoring that and like pretending more towards the left side. So I think what it's kind of difficult right now is what that guy was trying to say from Twitter that with them censoring everything, they're not fully becoming like a freedom of speech type of company. Yeah. Mm. And then there's another article where it said that 23% of Elon Musk's followers are fake or spam accounts. Yeah, and I saw that and... Like I think it, it's just all relative. If if there's twenty to fifty percent of the accounts on Twitter are are a fake or a bot, then obviously one of the largest you know icons in the world yeah. is going to have that 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 amount. And I feel like that that'll probably be a talking point of you know the people who don't want to have you think that way is be like, oh look, he's got all these fake followers. It's not like he didn't ask. Well, to have that's those like fake with followers. every celebrity though. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I have uh, I have like more of a funny one. So this. The, there's this TikToker. Uh, his name is Two Turned Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I guess he <laughs> was big on uh, TikTok. I think he's got like 13, 14 million followers on TikTok. Uh, he decided to make an OnlyFans page uh, and he used $20,000 to pay off his sister's student loans. Yeah. So he like, oh, yeah. of course, in TikTok fashion, he made a video about it. It was actually pretty funny. So he like busts in the house. His mom starts yelling at him because I guess that's just like the thing that she does when he yeah. starts kicking the door down. He throws a bag of cash at her and said, your student, uh, she goes, what's that? He goes, uh, this is your student loans paid in full by my penis. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and what's, she's like, it's a little bit weird, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then his, and his mom goes, like, I really appreciate you doing that, but why don't you go buy a house of your own to why live you get in? your own fucking house? Yeah. yeah. And uh, what's also funny about that is I'm pretty sure his sister has made like a ton of money selling feet pics. Like, I didn't know that's a thing, but apparently selling feet pics now is like big money. It's like the new OnlyFans. I mean, it's probably just a subsector of OnlyFans, like a fetish. You know what I mean? No, it's like feetpics.com or something. Like, it's a real thing. So, it's it's crazy. I got a couple of buddies that are into feet, like, weirdly. Like, Adam. You know Adam. <laughs> yeah. our, buddy, our buddy Adam that we play volleyball with. It's like, he can You go, just called him out now. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> the world needs to know. So, he will literally, like, well, we're down in Florida. And he'll, you know, well, obviously there's a lot of attractive women down in Florida playing volleyball. And <clears throat> it will walk up and a girl will be a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, just absolute smoke show. And then he'll be like, no, like he'll 
see her, look down at her feet, and be like, absolutely not. I <laughs> That's can't do hilarious. It. Yeah. But, true I statement. Mean, true if statement. you have like finger toes, I'm out. Tingers? Like, yeah. That's not happening with me. No. No. <laughs> um, so I know we've, uh, I don't know, we've, we got a few minutes. So there's something I want to talk about. So you guys, have you guys been hearing, and we've talked about this a little bit in the group text, um, obviously real estate's very hot commodity right now and has been for some time. A lot of people are trying to say that there's going to be another housing market crash. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but I've been doing more research on it. And from what I see, it's like, I don't think that there's actually going to be a housing crash. Um, well, first off, like from my understanding, if, or what I was told, I was listening to a Bigger Pockets podcast, is like if people are sitting there telling you like there's 100% going to be a crash, there's going to be a crash, they're most likely trying to sell you something. Because yeah. every time there's a crash, like we don't know we're in a bubble until it actually bursts. But there's also people comparing it to 2008 and the market right now is nothing like 2008. Like, yeah. it's, like we were saying in the group, uh, in 2008, they, were, they would not stop. There was no demand uh, and there was oversupply. Yeah. And they just kept building and building and building. Um, and so um, uh, nobody's, another thing is, nobody's foreclosing right now. So in 2008, 50% of mortgages were FHAs. So one, they were higher risk for, for the first time home buyer loan. Uh, the, other, uh, the other piece was when you have an FHA, you don't have a lot of equity in your house. So right now it's sitting at, what is it? 28, 20, 23 to 28% uh, only FHAs. So people have a lot of equity in their house. So if yeah. anything took a downturn, it's like you could refi cash out. Like there's a lot of different options where you could get bailed out. Also, apparently, um, and I didn't even know this was a thing until a couple of months ago, these adjustable rate mortgages. Yeah. So there was up to 15 or 20% of the loans going out started out at this teaser interest rate, which was like two or 3%. And then basically they were saying like, okay, after that, like it could adjust based to the market and then the market took a downturn and everybody got fucked. Like their interest rates were like tri tripling, quadrupling. Yeah, yeah. And so people couldn't afford their mortgages. Um, another thing to look at uh, in like housing crashes, again, when you're looking at like thinking of foreclosing or defaults, defaulting on loans is the actual job market. There's still two jobs to every one person in the US. As long as there's a very, as long as it's a candidate driven market, People are not going to have issues jo getting jobs, meaning they're not going to have issues paying their mortgage. And then last, it's like, from my understanding, um, it was like the wild, wild west back then. And there was like no laws on people on how they could actually, uh, loan officers, on who they could give a mortgage to. So there's all these, you've obviously bought a house. Sal, have you bought a house yet? Um, so you have to go through fucking hoops to get like between credit check, your bank statements, like all this other shit that you have to, they have to look into credit to debt ratio, whatever. Um, back then it was like, you literally had to have a social security card. They had a, they told a story about a cleaning lady who had seven mortgages. She made $40,000 and they somehow approved her for seven fucking mortgages. So completely different. Again, nobody can say for certain if there will be a crash or won't, but my opinion based off the things that we're seeing, it's like, there's going to be some course correct, right? Prices will adjust. Yeah. I think they'll probably go down about 5%, not in like California, not in those big yeah, ass yeah. markets, but like probably the mid markets. Um, and, you know, I, I think it'll, like I said, maybe go down about 5 to 10, 10% at most, but I don't think we'll see a crash. So uh, the only thing that, I mean, I, I, I probably lean more towards, I think there's going to be something that's going to happen that's going to affect the housing market dramatically. Um, and 
The only reason I think that is because everything is getting so expensive right now. Inflation's catching up with people. Gas prices are they're saying now that we could see them hitting ten dollars a gallon this summer. I mean, it's it's getting pretty out of hand. And if you start to think of if people during this market they battled for a house that they probably paid a little bit more than they really wanted to. They might have paid over asking for a house. And if they're already maybe stretched themselves a little too thin and now money starts getting tight, um, that's where I don't know what's going to happen. I think pe- people might have to start downsizing. I think there might be deals for for others who maybe waited. But then I also look at it like interest rates are going up. Like that's a no-brainer. It's happening. Mm-hmm. So, or what if they go down, you know? Who, who knows? But the way to look at that is like, okay, if interest rates go up and you buy a house now, you look at it, you're like, oh, well, I got a rate at 5%. It's at seven now. I got a deal. Or if interest rates go down to 3% again, then you're in five years, you can refi and you're like, oh, look at this. I got a good deal. Right. So um, the way I look at real estate has probably changed slightly. I feel like it doesn't matter. We're at the age where if you buy something now, um, in 30 years, you're, you're going to make money off of it. Yeah, yeah. If you look at any 20-year stretch, it's like it's it's eventually going to tick up. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna trend up. It's like the stock market, right? Um, you you don't do real estate for the short term. You, I mean, you obviously can, right? But as if you're a wholesaler, you don't you don't buy properties and hold on to them for three years at a time and expect to make a massive profit off them. But you did bring up a good point. It's like one of the big factors to look at when looking in is. Is there a potential like housing market crash? Is inflation? Yeah. So that would lean us towards like there there could be something drastic that could happen. But like I said, I think based off what I'm seeing, I you know it could turn. But um, yeah, it, again, we don't know until we know. I do think the people that will affect the most are like the people you're saying who are trying to do a quick flip. Yeah. I think they're the ones that could get bit in the ass very easily. Like if you don't have the capital to like ensure that hey, if this doesn't sell. You might have a problem, but if you're somebody who's doing a buy and a hold or a rental deal for long term, I think you're totally safe. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not involved in real estate at all, but that's just an outside look of what I think. Um, and interest rates, I actually had a theory on it um, that I had a little text with some people about is that I I personally think we're going to get to the point where they already backed away from. I think we talked about this in another podcast. They already backed down from their 75 point hike in June to they're saying it's going to be 50. Um, I could see them maybe just trying to level off this interest rate thing and not really touch it for a little bit and maybe let it quiet down. Um, So that's my only prediction on that is I don't know if we're going to see some crazy big hikes anymore. Sure. Cool. We covered a lot today. Um, we were, we appreciate you guys listening in. Next episode is going to be on uh, what we're going to do to what we're doing to get the most out of your employees. So, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Follow us on every major platform. Um, no, follow us on what? Follow us on social media. Uh, subscribe on every major platform. Leave us a review. Sal, have you left us a review? Not yet. What the fuck? Hey, dude. hey.